This episode is brought to you by The Wellness Summit, the one day that can change your life. Go to www.thewellnesssummit.com for more information. TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat, featuring Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Hi, I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And here we are, up for a chat, talking about all the hottest topics that are important to you. And today, no less, we've got one of the most extraordinary topics that I know you are going to be bursting to hear all about. It's the talk of the streets, it's the talk of the town, and it's the HCG protocol. Now, we just happen to be in the hands of the ultimate expert, our gorgeous Cindy O'Meara, is somebody who has researched the HCG protocol to the very, very ends of the earth. So I'm going to hand over the microphone right now to Cindy to tell us all about HCG, where the hell it came from, why it's so effective. I've personally used it, so I know from my own perspective. But how does something like this actually find its way into the hands of us and how come it's taken us so damn long to get it? Good question. Well, you know, it all started back with Dr. Tony Simeon. And uh, actually, was it Tony? Anyway, I'll just make that name up. But it's Dr. Simeon. <laughs> yeah. And he started this diet back in the 1950s. And it was a, for obesity back then. Now, obesity back then was not like it is today. It was far different. So back in, in those days, he just needed to get about 10 kilos off people. And he figured it out because he was working with some Indian um, boys that had no stop gap on their appetite. They just kept eating. And he, he had some realisation mm. that had something to do with hormones. So he figured that if he gave the hormone HCG, which is a, a hormone that is, is, is released by the hypothalamus in males and females, but released by the fetus in a pregnant woman, so he thought that if he increased that amount, it was a, it's a saving grace, that's what it is. So if he released that amount to these boys, he'd be able to stop their, their uncontrollable eating. And it worked. It How worked did he like know? How did he know that that was going to work? Well, you know, back in the 1950s, he probably didn't have what the knowledge we have now. Right. But that was the knowledge that they knew. They knew that HCG was produced by the fetus to protect the fetus and the mother in times of, you know, when the mother was um, had morning sickness and couldn't eat, or when times were scarce. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, now, you know, that's been a piece of the puzzle missing for me all along. I couldn't understand why somebody would go down that particular hormone path. It never registered with me. Now I get it. Well, it, it actually, if we really go back, um, back to the hunter-gatherer, it actually goes back to we would get pregnant in the end of the summer, so we would put on fat, and the fat that we would put on would allow our body to be fertile. And that would be a signal. There were hormones in our fat cells, which not even simians knew about, but there were fat cells in our hormones that said, you can be fertile now, you have enough fat on you to last through the winter. Because remember, this went annually, you know, all the time. So you put the fat on, you get pregnant, through the winter there wouldn't be a lot of food around, Back in those days, did they have morning sickness? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, we do now. But that was probably another reason. If you couldn't eat during that three-month period, the HCG released the fat cells in your body 
in order to feed you and the baby when there was scarcity of food, number one, but when there's scarcity because you can't eat. And then you would deliver your baby in the spring. So it was all... This is... Our bodies are amazing. That is extraordinary. They work brilliantly. But we now live in a perpetual summer. And our perpetual summer is where we have food all the time. We have carbs all the time. And the carbs lay down fat to help us in the winter. But winter never comes. Because food's always available. And so what he did was he faked the seasons of of the whole body. So he faked that there would be no fat available and no carbs available with his diet. Um, and that's what that phase two is all about, which we've all done. So the whole, the whole thing was that he manipulated the body to the hunter-gatherer. But he didn't know what we know now. He didn't know about leptin in fat cells that was released to create fertility, which then caused you to be pregnant to let the HCG work and so on and so on. It's, it's like this cascading of, of effects. And when I read it, I kind of went, oh, that's a bit drastic. That, that, that's not going to work. But the thing is, is while I was reading about it and learning about it, I had friends that had decided to do it. We, we had listened to the gorgeous Dr. Cheryl Salmon talk about it. And I had friends who said, right, I'm doing it. And so I watched them do it. But what blew me away was it wasn't the fat that they lost, but it was the mindset that changed. Mm. And they changed their thinking about food. Mm. They realized that what they'd been doing before was actually creating their problem. And if they just went on a diet and went back to their old ways, they just go get back to the way they were. So it was that, that whole change that actually was what blew me away. Mm. And that was when I got to have a piece of this. I got to figure out what this is all about. So I did uh, the HCG protocol, but I didn't agree with some of the things Dr. Simeons did. And two of the foods that I am sure back in the 1950s, 60s and 70s when he was doing it would not have been made the way they are made today. And that was the starches. And the starches was Melba toast and Grissini. And when you look at the ingredients of those, like... I wouldn't eat them even without not being on a diet. There's, there's just no way. So I decided to forget those two and I added an extra piece of fruit. So the whole, pro, the whole protocol is, is there's four phases. The first phase is that you eat what you want, but you, you look at the amount of fat that you're eating. You just want to eat as much fat as you can. So salmon and almonds and avocados and nuts and seeds and coconut milk and coconut oil and... Anything that is high in fat, you eat. And you eat to the brink. You can eat your carbs and everything else like that, but that is what we're concentrating on. Then we starve the body completely of fat for the next three weeks or 40 days, depending on what you decided to go for. Three weeks is the ultimate because three weeks will reset what we call our leptin. A lot of people are leptin-resistant, which means they don't know when they've got fat cells on them anymore. So even a very big person who's leptin resistant, what will happen is that their body will keep saying, please eat, we need fat because we need to get pregnant. We need fertility to last us through the winter months. It's quite, it's quite amazing how it works. So um, phase one is that let's eat lots as though it's the summer. And then phase two is emulating the winter. So we go in the winter of the hunter-gatherer where we only eat five different fruits And they're usually the winter fruits. We only eat greens, lots and lots of greens. So, you know, you will find greens through winter and summer. 
and you're allowed to eat fish, chicken and meat or, or you know, any of your wild meats are good to eat. And basically, uh, that's it. That's all you eat for three weeks. But the amazing thing is this, is because you are also taking the HCG. Now, back in Simeon's day, they took the drug. But these days, we've made up a homeopathic remedy. And we use non-steroidal homeopathics, whereas a lot of other people will use steroidal. So we use a non-steroidal, and we call it um, support drops rather than HCG drops. So what we're doing is we're saying to the body, you need to use your fat cells. There's no more fat available. You're in the winter of your, of the, of your life, of the winter of your um, season. There's no fat available. Let's take it from the fat cells. And you take it not from your beautiful fat cells, which is, you know, your cheekbones and the fat that you need. Your boobs. Your boobs, yeah. Things Just like wondering. That, yeah. And your butt. You need some, <laughs> you know, you need a little bit of fat. And you need it in places like under your heels. That, that's your, your support. You need those fats. But you take it from what we call abnormal, abnormal stored fat. And that is when somebody gets um, a figure like a, not a, an apple, where they've got it around their waist, or a figure like a pear where they're holding it on their hips. And all of a sudden you lose fat in places that you would never thought you would ever lose it before because no other diet's ever worked. And that's the good thing um, because you don't want to lose your structural fat mm. because that's what makes us, look, makes us look good and it makes us function. But you use all of the stored fat. Once you've done that, then um, there's what we call maintenance. And you do that for a period of time where you start to reintroduce foods into your diet. And you find out what are the foods that are inflaming your body. You can't eat them again. Mm. Because you eat them again, you'll just get sick and um, you won't be well and, you, and you'll get fat. And, and there's no point to that because you do not want to be what we call leptin resistant, which means the body never stops telling you to eat. It's like that, that consistent. So I did it. And I got to... What was phase four? Oh, Just... phase four is maintenance. Phase three is, um, I won't go into it, it's only three days. Yes. But it's where we do phase two with the HCG drops. Mm. Yeah, good question. Mm. Um, but to explain the whole thing takes me hours. <laughs> but, but I think that's a good point, Cindy, that, yeah. you know, for, for us, and particularly for people that may have never heard of this, um, you might be listening to all this thinking... Oh my gosh, you've just hit me with a whole lot of information. I've got no idea. I think what I'd say to you is just go with the flow, just listen to the conversation. And the great thing is, your book that you've written um, on the phase four elimination diet explains this step by step and it explains everything you're saying. So I think our purpose today is to give people an overview and not to be afraid of it because one of the first reactions I had um, when I said to people I was going to do the HCG was first of all, what do you mean? What do you want to lose weight for? And, oh, my God, that's hideous. You're only eating 500 calories a day. You're starving yourself. It's a really bad, natural, unnatural diet to do. So what would you say to those people? You know, that was my criticism about it, was that 500 calories. I do, because I don't count calories. I never have. So, uh, I stopped weighing myself and counting calories, and this, this protocol is about weighing yourself and counting calories. But the, the whole weighing business is actually about inflammation, not weight loss. And when you change your mindset about that, then you don't get on the scales and feel despondent. You actually go, what did I eat the day before that created that inflammation? I need to be careful of that food. 
because it's not good for me. You know, that is the best thing I have taken from the HCG. You know, someone and myself who's been in the fitness industry for so long, I used to say to people, get rid of your scales. They're they're creating a negative mindset. You're you're focusing too much on on your body weight. And if you don't lose anything, you give up and you go and binge or you don't exercise. And I think that's been one of the biggest ahas for me, Cindy, was the every morning I weigh myself. And sometimes I even weigh myself at night just to see what my body's doing. It's actually become to me a little bit of a check-in uh, where I can act not chicken. Um, <laughs> someone made that comment the other day. I'm not chicken. surprised. I actually, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, a what? A what? Is that a, is that a, is that a New Zealand thing? Oh, whatever you lot. A New Zealand? You two are naughty. It's, 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 it's actually become a bit of a chicken. <laughs> It's become a bit of a chicken. It's a check-in. Nice. Nice, nice. That's better. But it's true. The scale... For you listeners, working with these two is is just, you know, it's a challenge. No, I'd say challenge. (laughs) No, seriously, the, the scales have become an incredible tool for me as a part of my whole um, self-care and and they are they they they're a brilliant tool and these two are laughing now because we just can't stop i tell you but they are they're they're a brilliant tool and they're not about because you cannot put on weight overnight but you can inflame in, in that time and the inflammation is just water gaining because the body, when it inflames, it holds water to protect the, the body that you've inflamed or part of the body that you've inflamed. And inflammation is now, uh, you know, part of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, autoimmunity. It's part of many diseases. And we now realize that this is the beginning of disease. So if we can get rid of the inflammation in our body, we can, we can heal our body. And when you realize the foods that inflame your body, they're also the ones that will eventually put weight on you. Because the body's not working well, so the body says, I'm leptin resistant or I'm insulin resistant, feed me, give me more food, and the whole cycle happens again. Do you think people's foods are different? Like, you know, oh, that they're resistant to? Or are we talking all about the same foods? No, there are specific foods that people become quite um, sensitive to, and they realize it after they've done it. So for me, it was grain. Uh, and and we can talk more about the whole grain issue. But for me, it was grain. And I've now narrowed it down to specifically a couple of grains, not all of the grains. I can eat some. But in the beginning, I stayed off all grain because they were all inflaming my body. Uh, and like I said, there, there's more to it than grain versus grain. We, we need to go into the whole wheat um, problem and, and what's happened to wheat and, and why gluten is a big problem. But that's something we can talk about at a later date. So for somebody else, it might be dairy. For somebody else, it might be onions. Uh, For someone else, it might be a particular vegetable that they find is not working for them. It could be potato. It could be uh, a herb. And you soon figure it out, especially when you do phase four, which is maintenance, where you start to reintroduce the foods back into your diet. And at first, I introduced quite a few foods, but now I've actually changed the protocol to introducing slowly foods back into the into the diet and sometimes at the end of you know phase when you finish phase one two and three you're just hanging out to eat Mm. and for me I I just I wanted cater and cater is coconut almond date and apple but it did nothing It, it it was quite amazing and and let's, let's go to the calorie counting thing because this is when you become paranoid mm-hmm. is at that point. So the next issue that, we, that you talked about, Kim, was the, the calorie counting. And there was. It was 500 calories on phase two to phase four. Not phase four. Phase four, as many calories as, as you can put in. 
but between two, two and three, you're on 500 calories. And I questioned this. But then I realized that what we were actually doing was that we were using 500 calories of food we were eating on that day. But we were actually consuming 2,500 calories of what we had stored years before. So we're actually on, and that was all fat, by the way. So we're actually on a 3,000 calorie diet with the help of the HCG homeopathics. We're actually on a 3,000 calorie diet, 500 from what you're eating and 2,500 from your fat stores. So you don't get hungry. That's what blew me away, is there was, there was no hunger in it. You actually, sometimes you didn't even feel like eating. You were quite happy to even miss a dinner. And I remember missing a dinner one night because I was so tired. And I just thought, oh, I'm too tired to prepare it. And I'm thinking, I'm not even hungry. So I had a piece of fruit. That, that's what I did. I had my third piece of fruit at that point. So that dismissed the whole calorie counting and weighing for me. And what, what got me is that I, I rang Kim, Karen, you'll, you'll find this amazing. <laughs> I think it was about day 15, mm-hmm. day 10, day mm-hmm. 15. I can't remember. I just remember where I was. And I rang Kim and I went, okay, I don't know what doing drugs is all about. <laughs> because I've never done drugs before. But I tell you. I have the biggest high happening with me at the moment. I, I had this euphoria where nothing seemed to be too too out of my reach. Mm-hmm. Everything was in my reach. It was amazing. It wasn't was it? it was a great <laughs> conversation. And I remember thinking, Oh, I want what she's got. Yeah. Um, it was actually around, you know, that time that I became I had just started the protocol at that point and I kept waiting for that moment to happen. You know, I was like, I want that high but it did not take long and my body, I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. In fact, I didn't even do the HCG to lose weight. I didn't think I needed to lose any weight. I weighed 57 kilos, 58 kilos. I run a lot and I do yoga. So it wasn't about weight loss for me. Um, I looked at it as a detox because everyone else was doing it. But I got much more than that from it. And I really learned the foods that I thought I've always been healthy. And I, I, think, I think I am a healthy person. I train, I, I look after myself. But what it really taught me was, was, you know, really thinking about the foods that I'm eating. What am I actually putting into my mouth? Am I actually hungry? Do I really need this? What is my body asking me? Not my mind. What is my body asking me for? And a lot of the time, and still now, even though we did it a while ago, I still eat like I did on the HCG, where I'll have a beautiful big salad. I might have a few extra little vegetables in there now, and sometimes I add a bit of feta cheese or halloumi or something like that. But my gosh, I use the herbs now as my dressing. I actually don't use dressings on my salads anymore. That's one big thing for me, because I never thought I could eat a salad without a dressing on it. My dressings now are lemon juice and crushed herbs all together and it's just it's insane um and so i really got that from the protocol and i think it's more of a uh, it is not just i don't i don't even think i'd call it a weight loss program i think it's a mindset change program i really agree with you on that it definitely it's mindset and yes you do you change your attitude about food and even my even though i had been eating really well my attitude changed about food Foods that I, I thought were okay or that I thought I needed, exactly like some more food um, or some more taste in my salad. But what the protocol does is it stimulates the taste buds where you, if you tasted something really sweet, you'd almost vomit. If you tasted something that was had too much flavour in it because the flavour's in the food. So an almond is sweet now or a blueberry is sweet, whereas before you needed to add maple syrup or something to it. So that was a really, that's a really good point, is that your taste buds become so acute that you cannot go back to your old eating habits. There's, there's just no way. And, and that's what I love about it. 
the, for me, it was about weight loss <laughs> because my very good friend Kim Morrison. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, people are going to think I'm really awful when I say this, but you really are my BFF. You really are. I mean, my best friend forever. You are truly, truly. That's not what you meant. <laughs> That's not, I know this story and that's not what you meant by BFF. All right, so let's tell this story because that's, that's what made me think <laughs> I have to do something. Oh, so I, I'm been, sorry. No, 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 it wasn't you. It was when I had the, you, you're all going <laughs> to laugh about this one. But what happened was that I've been eating like changing habits type foods forever. And the last couple of years I've been putting on weight and especially around my, my stomach region. And like even though it might not be a lot of weight that people saw, it was there and I was starting to see it and I'm starting, my clothes are getting too tight and I'm still doing changing habits. What am I doing wrong? So it, this was the, the clincher, is that I um, tried on some clothes and there were some tight-fitting clothes and I looked in the mirror at the back of me and I saw some back fat. And I went, oh, I don't like this at all. Where, where the bra was. Yeah, yeah where the bra was. Yeah. And, and if I leaned down, I could, you know, I'm doing it now for you guys, just in case you can't see it. <laughs> I'm actually showing you what I was doing. So what happened was that, that night I went around to Kim and Fleur's uh, and I was trying chocolate because I wanted to bring cacao. Up and to... she wonders why. <laughs> <laughs> It was real chocolate. It's real chocolate. So I had a heap of chocolates for Kim and Flo to taste. So we're sitting there and we're trying chocolate out. And, and then all of a sudden I told them about my little story, you know, that I found that I had back fat. So that's when Kim came up with that I was her BFF friend, her back fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's just put that into context. I wasn't being mean, everybody. I wasn't, really, truly. Now she asked for it. No. <laughs> I got her back. Yeah. She had her teeth out or one tooth out and she had a big face so she became my BFF, her, the big face friend. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Touche. 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 So I did the protocol and I, I ended up losing in total 10 kilos but I lost in the first I think 10, 11 days, maybe 15 days, it's hard to remember now, it was about 7.5 kilos. It, was. it just melted off me. It was because... I remember you talking about your wrist. <laughs> yes, my wrist. <laughs> that was just the... And it's still... It's still... Who was? You need to explain what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they can see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. About 10 years ago, I had a watch made specifically for the size of my wrist. So I was around 61 kilos back then. And the first thing that I lost from was my wrists. And my watch just kept falling down off it. And I went to my walking friend, who's Ricky, I go, that'd be right. Everybody else loses it where they're meant to lose it, but not me. I lose it off my wrist and my fingers. My rings are falling off and everything's falling off. And then within days, it started falling off everywhere. And it was like it just melted away just so does it, fast. Does it actually trigger something? Is it the hypothalamus? Is it the thyroid? Like, is there something triggered in the brain that, that changes as well? Well, the, the hypothalamus changes. Um, the HCG is actually the trigger. Mm. Um, and that's what changes everything. So the HCG triggers the hypothalamus to use the fat in the stored fat to, to help the baby and you survive. Okay, so you brought up a really good point there. You don't do this protocol without the drops. Well, people have done it. It doesn't seem to work. Mm. No. You do it with the drops. And, and some people are doing it with the actual injection where they're using uh, 
the HCG that is extracted from the urine of pregnant women. Because just in case you want to know, when you do your pregnancy test, mm. you're, preg- you're, you're testing for HCG. Mm. So it's in your urine. So you know the body is producing it. And for the males out there, you can use the HCG uh, and it, it doesn't... It, it, it doesn't make you change your, your hormones or anything like that. It works the same. Because remember, we are producing it on a, on a small amount, both males and females. It's just that when you're pregnant, you produce more for the safety of the child. Hmm. So it works quite well in that regard. So are you tricking your body into thinking that it's pregnant? No, you're tricking the body into using its fat. Oh, it I doesn't, see. You know, because okay, there's a lot of it. other hormones that need to be around for pregnancy. Right. So okay. this is just the hormone that says we need to help this baby survive. These are the nutrients it needs because in your fat cells you also have fat-soluble vitamins and minerals that are vital for the nervous system and the brain of the baby. Mm. And so many people do low fat these days. Oh. That, and we've got autism. And we, like there's so much happening there. Mm. So what we, we do is that we, we do a number of things, faking the body into believing it's the winter and faking the body into believing it needs to use its fat cells, even though there's plenty of food out there. So we're just doing a, a, a type of, of faking. Yeah. You know one thing that, one big thing that stalls people doing protocols or any sort of um, system or program, and the big excuse I get all the time is, especially you know if it's leading into Christmas or Easter, is, oh, I've got a wedding, I've got a uh, Christmas, I've got a birthday party, I'll start it after that, and... I mean, when we did it, we did it in the weeks leading up to Christmas. And I even had that little thing of, oh my gosh, but what about all the functions? We didn't drink alcohol. We didn't eat any of the stuff that was there. I remember going to a couple of functions and taking my apple. Um, In fact, people started really looking at us going, I I think they were more impressed rather than, you know, you get the odd person that'll knock you and go, oh, go on, have a drink. Oh, how silly, as if you need to lose weight. That was the sort of comments I was getting. But I was standing in my in my strength going, actually, I feel fantastic. I don't need a drink. I feel amazing. I, I wanted, and I loved going to bed with a flat stomach, and I loved waking up. My, my system is so regular. Thanks for sharing. Um, Possibly but, a little too much information. <laughs> but I love that. I feel bonded. I, I feel closer yeah, to no, you now. Nice, no, nice. Yeah. Well, you know, after listening to the wellness guys talking about poo, I think I can go quite deep because they were talking all about your, your emotions and, and, and both, all three of them talked about how much they love talking about poo to the point we should be talking to your kids about poo and how we're pooing. The HCG gets your poo right. Yes, I'm, I'm serious. It gets your poos right. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. Oh. Well, now, what were you talking about now? I you know, were talking about being regular. Yes, well, not only regular, but I also found that going to sleep at night, you know, if you've been to a function or you've had a heavy meal or you've eaten a lot of, drunk a lot of alcohol, I often would get into bed and feel gluggy and probably have a restless sleep. Um, I probably wouldn't feel great in myself and I just I was grumpy or my skin might break out or you know it's just those typical things and then I thought my gosh people eat like this all the time this is actually normal eating you know having a glass of wine at night maybe eating your potatoes your starches and your fats and your salad dressings and your you know we think we're eating healthy but what the HCG taught me was stripping it back so a lettuce can actually taste quite nice when you understand what a lettuce tastes like. Um, we just so saturate our our taste buds with so much, we, we almost abuse it 
to the point where we can't taste raw or real anymore. And I've really appreciated what the program gave me for that. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just we're about both to, taking breaths. Yeah, we? we're just about to jump in. I think that there's a whole other level around that in terms of what um, the stripping back actually does do not only from a physiological perspective, but from a psychological perspective and a biopsychological perspective. You know, our foods um, have an incredible impact on our brain's ability to function properly and our brain's ability to interpret the signals and the information um, is, 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 is largely determined by the fuel that we're using and the inhibitors and the blockers that the food actually creates the, for our brains the way that they fire. So when you strip your meals and you strip your intake back to the very basics and the very barest of basics, it actually allows the brain to go back to its natural mode of functioning and its most effective mode of functioning without being interrupted by sugars or being out, without being interrupted by chemicals and chemical substances that, you know, is just about in everything that we eat these days. So from that perspective, I think that euphoria that a person experiences when they're on the HCG is not only a combination of, look at me, I'm feeling fabulous, and I'm eating well, and I can look in the mirror, and my bum looks skinny in these jeans. As much as it's that, which is awesome, um, it's also the, the, bio, the biopsychological impact that food actually does have on our bodies, which I think is not given enough um, credence in terms of when people look at what they're eating and the effect that it not only just has on the fact that it's going to make you have a fat bum, it's actually going to stop us from thinking clearly. It's going to create memory blocks. It's going to stop us from being able to um, access our long-term memory. It's going to stop us from being able to access our short-term memory. It's going to interrupt our behavioral patterns so that we become more moody and less, um, less tolerant. Because the, because the body and the brain are not firing in their most effective and functional form. So I think that from, an, from, from the HCG perspective, I think, that's one of the, I think that's one of the most fabulous aspects of it is that it just literally, it's, it's the cleanser, mm. you know, um, which is certainly what I experienced when I was on it. And I experienced it in a big way because I'm not like you girls. I'm not somebody who's spent years looking after myself. I've spent years devouring chocolate and KFC. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me and Maccas, we were close. <laughs> Do you know it's interesting what you said, Karen? There's a new study that's just come out, and it's they're starting to look at depression and food. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you know, the results of this study. It's being done in Australia and, and they're gathering a lot of people in order to do this. So the first thing we always jump into is we jump into medications. But now they're looking at how food changes the way we think mm. and how positively we can think about things. And i found since that euphoria hit that it doesn't leave. Mm. It stays. And even in tough situations, you still have this feeling of a connectedness, um, Nothing is, is too hard as long a as clarity. you continue. A clarity. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a clarity. And, and people say sometimes when they meditate that they have this feeling that they are one with everything. Mm. And that's how I felt. And I still feel that way. Mm. It's, um, I, it, it, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I just remember yelling at Kim in the phone and just going, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is just mm. mind-blowing, the feeling I feel. 
And and so we, we get that, exactly what you said, is, is that what we get. The other thing is that when you take foods away from the body that are inflaming it, you're actually not only taking away from the body but the mind mm. and the brain. And the inflammation of the brain is now being part of the, the destruction of the brain cells, which leads to dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. So it's all working beautifully together. And if we can... People realize that food is so powerful, and this protocol teaches you about that. It, I found it interesting, because um, Kim can always be honest with me. So, one of <laughs> me, the things... I tell lies. <laughs> me, I just lie like hell. Whatever, whatever gets me the next chocolate, or whatever gets me some snacks from Cindy's house, I just lie. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> That's not true. She's very honest. That's true. So, I've been on the protocol... I think I was on my last couple of days. Oh, the, I know where you're yeah. going. <laughs> and I, I couldn't find something for my skin because you're not allowed to put fat on your skin. You cannot put any moisturizers on your skin that have got oil on it because you never want the body to realize that it has some fat available. So what I, I did was I, I found something that I had been using, which was Anna's Yam. And Anna's yam had the least amount of fat that a cream could possibly have and that I trusted because there's a lot that I just don't trust. And so on about day 20, 21 of my phase two, Kim looks at my face and she goes, what would you say? You're looking a little bit... Like a wrinkled prune? <laughs> was it something like that? <laughs> I, I, was it that harsh? I don't know. Could a dehydrated, dehydrated wrinkled prune. You're looking a little bit dehydrated. You're actually nice in the beginning. <laughs> you did. You said you're looking a little bit dehydrated. She says, I, I haven't been able to do it. I've had to stick to doing my body boost, you know, and, and everything else that she's been doing. And I said, but I have to stick to the protocol, Kim. I cannot sway from the protocol. So, oh, so you're saying I cheated. Well, I did actually. You did. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't stop her body boosting with her beautiful essential oils and her oils. But, but I think that was another, you know how you got such excitement over everybody understanding now. It was more about, it wasn't about weight loss, it was about understanding what food is doing yes. and what foods to eat. What I loved about the HCG is it makes people also look at their skincare because you aren't allowed any oil or fat on the skin. And 90% of skincare products out there have an oil base or a fat base to them. So I was struggling, as you know, big time with that because I'm someone who loves using her oils on her skin every day and I have done every single day of my life. Um, so I was really, really trying to work with this. And so I rang our manufacturers of 28 and I kept saying to Megan, there's got to be something, there's got to be some um, skincare product and I was researching it on the web and I went to Dr. Simeon and I looked at Dr. Cheryl Selman and you know they were saying at a push you could use coconut because I think it's a medium chain triglyceride but coconut oil but that didn't sit with me if I'm not really allowed it and you were being so good on it why, why would I do that you know and and if I was going to share this information. information, I needed to do it correctly. Yes. And so you went on a hunt. I did. And, and then I was looking online and I was buying products in America and then I got the ingredients and it annoyed me because I'm all about chemical-free skincare. So I would see these oil-free products, but they were loaded with chemicals. I could not find one. Dr. Simeon even recommended baby oil back in, or mineral oil, you know, which is what, because it's a petroleum-based product. It's not oil and it's certainly not fat, but... I wasn't going to lather myself basically in glad wrap. So I didn't want that, you know, and I didn't want to use a product like that. So I'm talking to Megan one day. I just got out of the shower and she just got out of the shower. This is how freaky it was in Perth. And she rings me and she goes, 
I've got it. And I've gone, I've been thinking about it. And she goes, Kim Jojoba. Jojoba oil is not an oil. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wax. It's not an oil. And I went, I've been thinking the same thing. So I happen to have, and you might think this is funny, but I happen to have a friend, um, Dr. Greg Clark, who's based in New Zealand, who has a PhD in plant physiology. Oh yeah, because we all have those sort of friends <laughs> hanging around. Um, and I rang Dr. Greg and I said to him, Greg, give me the lowdown on jojoba. I think I've got something here. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 I completely hear what you're saying. He I explained to him about the HCG and everything. And he explained how jojoba is a long-chain triglyceride. In other words, the, the molecules are so big that they only penetrate the top layers of the skin. They don't make it into the bloodstream, which is what we're trying to avoid. And I'm going, okay, okay, give me more, give me more, give me more. And then he goes, yes, it is, you know, it's it's... It's very close, I guess the way you could analyse jojoba is it's very close in nature to our own skin sebum. And so when I was thinking about that, which is the sebum which keeps our skin nourished and moisturised, I'm going, okay, okay, keep talking to me. And he did. And I've put it on our website, website 28.com, the whole conversation I had with Dr. Greg Clark. And it's fascinating and it's great reading. But I also went one step further and went, okay, well, we can go and use jojoba on our skin now during the HCG protocol. I remember ringing Dr. Cheryl Selman and talking to her about it, and she kind of questioned it but went, okay, give me the data. And now she's very much understanding of it as well. But I took it one step further, and having known Karen for so long and understanding this is all about a mindset, I wanted to use essential oils in there as well that would help change the way we think and feel. And I know that for a fact that when we inhale certain smells, those smells travel up the olfactory system, they hit the limbic part of the brain, which is our emotional center, and we release chemicals and endorphins via the central nervous system depending on what those constituents are. So I thought if I could combine some essential oils, which are more like an alcohol in structure rather than an oil, they're not a fatty oil either, if I could combine certain oils that I know work on the way I think and feel and my own confidence and my own self-esteem and awareness, because I truly believe weight gain, unhealthiness and things like that isn't, it's not just a black and white. I truly believe, and I know Karen would probably back me on this, is it's more about how we think and feel about ourselves. It's, it is definitely a mindset. So... I thought if I could use these products and I got really excited and, and Megan got really excited and, and so we formulated what we now call the Esther Plus range because it is rich in esters um, and yes, it's, it, it, it is a lipid base but the fat molecule, if you can just understand this, does not penetrate below the subcutaneous. So we did create two amazing products, the, the Esther Plus Face Serum and the Esther Plus Body Serum. Plus we have a toner concentrate, which you can spritz throughout the day, and it really does. And your beautiful PA, Karen, she was one of our guinea pigs, and she was doing the HCG. And she even said, Kim, I think it stops making me feel hungry. And some of the essential oils in there that we've chosen are very detoxifying. So they, they work very much on even negative thoughts, negative emotions, which I believe weight gain is very much sometimes a disregard or a negative emotional energy we have around ourselves because we're disregarding ourselves, so therefore we're going to eat whatever we want. When you do the HCG protocol, you look at your body, your skin as a temple. Mm -hmm. You really do start to regard it in the way that God intended us, that nature, the universe, whatever it is. This body, it's the only one you get, you know, and, and we abuse it every single day. We know for a fact that women particularly expose themselves to over two, 300 chemicals a day 
just in their personal care products and in their deodorants and in their face creams and their hairsprays and, and their hair shampoos and things like that. So if you do follow 28 and you follow what I'm about with like chocolate for women, you will see that I'm trying to do probably what you're doing with food. I want to do with the beauty industry and strip it back. I mean, my grandmother lived to 95. One of her favorite products she ever used on the skin was simple rosehip oil. I mean, rosehip oil is just a cold-pressed oil. It costs you about $25 for an organic bottle of it, and it is the most beautiful oil you can use on the skin. You can introduce this after you've done the HCG. And what I'm excited about is that people are now looking at what they're putting onto their bodies as much as what they're putting into it. So I find those products absolutely... Um, I shouldn't... You know, it sounds funny raving about your own products, but I do feel incredibly excited and passionate that people are getting the reaction, the results. And the great thing about the Esther Plus range, you can keep using it after the HCG. Well, your Esther Plus range um, for everybody who's done my protocol or the, the four-phase fat elimination protocol has been a saviour because there were so many questions asked, well, if I can't use this, what can I use? And I go, well, I'm just using, you know, Anna's yam. But it didn't it didn't moisturise people. So it's it's been an absolute saviour. And I only use that now. Mm. It's funny, I, I absolutely love that, that range and I only use it now. And maybe it's the essential oils. I never even thought about it. But the oils, you know, they continue to give you that, that wonderful feeling about yourself and about life and about everything. So, oh, well, You can call me a modern-day witch. Yes, um, I do I like to manipulate so. people subtly. <laughs> um, but for anybody that understands the power of smell, and it's one of our most um, underestimated senses, really. But you know yourself, um, just to give an example, if you're starving hungry and you walk past a, um, a bakery that's just brought out a whole lot of fresh croissants, physiologically you will have a reaction you might start to salivate your stomach might start to rumble you actually really want to eat um, so if you can imagine the power of that in using certain oils that affect the way we think from a confidence self-esteem beauty um, positivity confidence all those sorts of things I think we've hit I think a gold mine really because it's making people think about what they're doing to their body but I also encourage people to do their daily body boost while they're on it, which is an all-over gentle massage on the protocol using the body serum, the Esther Plus body serum, because I also think it's a, it's a case of touching yourself in a way again, acknowledging the parts. Okay, you might be looking in the mirror going, oh, don't like what I see. <laughs> But if you start doing this, you start looking at your body in a new way. And we don't have to be six-foot stick insects or Miranda Kerrs to, to feel like we're beautiful. My grandmother at 95 was stunning. Her skin was beautiful. It's not about that. And, and I think beauty really comes from the inside out. So, Have so, you done a YouTube video on that yet, like I've been telling you? She no. does it in the nude, by the way, at home. <laughs> I'm not sure she's going to do it on a YouTube video. No, but maybe, maybe we should do some live, yeah. <laughs> live video for footage yeah it'd be great actually to show you how to use I, the product I do it, I, like I did it all through the protocol but of course I didn't do it with your beautiful mm. um S2C the other thing that people need to know about the protocol is that it changes their health as well not only their mind because we've talked about the euphoria and not only takes the fat away and then it makes you more available about food, you know, understanding about food. But it changes your health. I have women that are on the pill that have breakthrough bleeding because their receptor sites are working so well. So it's another question they start to do is if I eat this way, my receptor cells work so well, 
that the, the hormones that I'm making are overriding the pill. You know, this is, the body becomes so attuned, not only in taste buds, but in mind, but the whole physical body. And if you continue to do this type of eating, you'll find that not only does the weight stay off, but you may not have the lipid level levels that you've been tested for, you know, for cholesterol and triglycerides and LDLs and HDLs. You, your arthritis, you know, may disappear, or the pains that you've had. And that was what really clicked in for me is that at the end of the three weeks, and that's phase two, at the end of that, I'm walking with my walking partner, and she said to me, why are you not stretching every couple of kilometres? And I went, oh my gosh, you're right, I'm not. That means I don't have any more lower back pain. So what I, was, what I found was there was a food that I was consuming that was causing inflammation that was ending up in arthritis or musculoskeletal problems, which eventually would have meant debilitation for me. And I had right hip pain, I had lower back pain, and I had pain in my, my hand. And as soon as that three weeks was over, I'd forgotten that they were there. That's, I always ask people, write down all your four-by-twos. And your four-by-twos are the things that are hitting you over the head, telling you there's something wrong and you're not listening to your body. And the four-by-twos might be an ache in your lower back. I, you know, I was under chiropractic care, uh, you know, the wellness guys know that I'm from a huge chiropractic family. And it still wasn't working for me because it wasn't that I wasn't structurally right. It was that I was eating foods that was causing inflammation, that was causing musculoskeletal problems, which would have ended up with probably hip replacements and things like that. And, and I'd say, it goes as far as saying that the chiropractic care you were under was probably, um, the, the, the inflammation probably would have been a lot worse. And, you, you know, like sometimes maintaining ourselves, thank God you did. Yeah. Um, otherwise you might have been having a hip replacement now. And I, and I could have needed, you know, they always do spinal fusions mm-hmm. if I wasn't under chiropractic care. So as soon as I realised the, the power of the protocol, I had to tell everybody. Like, I couldn't keep it in. Even though it went, what everybody kept saying, but see, it goes against you. It goes against you with your scales and your calories, but it didn't. Mm. And once I'd explained that to people and, real, and explained the power, people had just done it and, I, and, and I've seen such huge differences. I, I have one lady, she's gone from 120 kilos to 60 kilos. It's taken her three times to do it, but she's made that and she sent me photos of herself and she just says, I, I don't have any aches and pains, I haven't felt this good in ages. You know, I, I have story after story after story and, and the good thing is that we have a club and you can go into that club, it's a private club, so it's not for the world to see, it's only for people who are doing the HCG protocol or the four-phase fat elimination protocol or the hunter-gatherer um, protocol, or have joined the club to, to have some support because we have a coach in there. And you can hear all their stories and read all their stories and, and see their photos and see what they're doing. And, uh, you know, people are having hiccups with it as well. You know, they're not maybe losing the weight. They're not getting rid of their ache or pain. So we, we have to then become a little bit specialised with people. But for the most part, this works for, for everyone. And I remember when uh, Karen was doing the protocol, she was doing a five-day, it was five-day seminar that I attended, was your Mindset Mastery. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you were doing your protocol. Oh, my gosh, you were so oh. so on and so clear and so clarity and feeling so good and looking. I hot. 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 She, hot. Looking fantastic. Yeah. Hot. 
because you know your story about the protocol and and you know like everything leading up to it and then your clarity not only in your mind but in your physical body you mm. felt the best that you felt on that yeah I did I mean I it was it was a big step for me to do something like that because you know I'm a big eater and I eat more than my partner so and and he's a big man and I've always grown up comfort eating so for me to go on something that strict you know I thought to myself bloody hell what am I doing you know am I nuts I've tried every diet um and I've always been puffy all my life I've always had this layer over the top of me that's just this layer of fluff. I don't know that I've ever been extraordinarily overweight, but when I did start the HCG, I was about 10, maybe 12 kilos overweight. Um, and I knew it. You know, I, I, I'm only short, and everything that I had in my wardrobe was just, you know, bursting. I couldn't get the zips up, couldn't get the buttons done up. It was I was going into the next size up. So... For me, when I went on it, it was a big decision and a big choice, but I was ready. And I think that was the key because for me, I tried everything and kind of done it a bit half-baked. But with the HCG, I was ready. I was at a point where I'd had a gut full of my gut and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. I was tired of looking and feeling the way that I was, being on stage my business was getting busier. I was in, you know, I was in front of people more, but I didn't have the energy to give as much as I knew I wanted to give. So for me, the HCG protocol really reset me. It really reset me from that perspective in that I felt this unbelievable well of energy just burst from my toes so that, you know, I, I, I never questioned how I felt. I never really had to ask myself, how do I feel as I'm waking up in the morning? I just got up and bounced out of bed. So um, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. For me, coming off the HCG protocol was, was a challenge because I was ready to start eating and I was ready to start getting stuck into food again. But I really had clarity on what I wouldn't, wouldn't eat anymore. God help any cow that walked past. Oh, <laughs> she was ready. She was God. ready. To eat. I was, I was, I was hungry. You know, mm. I was hungry. But I was clear on what I wouldn't, wouldn't put into my body. And I've gone through, um, the, the, or I guess the challenge that I've faced because I've, like I said, I've always been puffy all my life, is because I've always been inflamed all my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's still an ongoing battle for me with that puffiness. Anybody who sees what I eat would, you know, they would see that, that I shouldn't be puffy and I shouldn't look overweight in any way, shape or form because I don't eat anything I shouldn't be eating. Me and Maccas, we're not friends. <laughs> you know, I don't go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and I haven't been for years. But um, for me, it's it's candida and it's about all of these other uh leftovers if you like that have been in my system for 15 years so it's an ongoing um education uh, education Mm -hmm. and cause of attention for me but you know the beautiful thing is i know what i'm doing now and do you think the um you know for 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 some people listening they'll actually really hear this that the hcg doesn't just change you in three weeks that no this is an ongoing educational insight isn't it well look i think it's a commitment to your body 
And that's certainly what I've gotten out of it. Whereas before I wasn't concerned about my body because it always just got me where I wanted to go. It always did what I wanted it to do. Now um, it's a commitment to my body where I'm actually listening to my body and I can feel when my body doesn't feel right. But, you know, this is going to sound a little freaky, just a little odd. But I was driving to work or to a a, a presentation um, and it was about an hour and a half's drive. And I just had this sense of sadness for myself. And I even get a little emotional now as I think about it. But I, I had this sense of sadness for myself where I, I sat in the car and I thought to myself, you know, hang on a second. Here I am beating myself up, beating my body up, saying I hate you. Look in the mirror. I hate my bum. I hate my thighs. I hate my arms. I hate my back. Looking at all of those things, saying how much I hated what I was looking at. Yet I was the one who was eating the chocolate. I was the one who had the sugar addiction. I was the one who was putting the dairy in. I was the one who was just inhaling loaf after loaf after bread. I was the one doing it to myself. Then I was standing there saying, I hate me. Like, what the hell is that all about? And I remember having this incredible epiphany where I... Really, you know, I had my hand on my leg as I was driving and I actually started to cry in the car because I thought, you know, this body is the body that I've been given. It's not like I'm going to get somebody else's body. I'm not going to get Kim's body next week if I wish hard enough. It's just not going to happen that way. I've got this body, so why not love this body and make the most loving choices for it? And from that realization... Every time I eat and every time I shop, every time I do something now, I do it from the context of what's the most loving choice for me? Because this is my body and what is my body going to respond to best? If it's going to respond better to McDonald's than it will to an apple, then I'll go and have McDonald's. But I actually know that it won't because I know how it feels afterwards. I've been down that road. I've walked that path. I know. So now it's about me thinking well, if I'm going to love my body and I'm going to look at my, my belly and I'm going to say to my belly, well, you know what? I know that you're inflamed and I'm going to love you well. So what do you want from me that's going to be the most loving decision? What's the most loving choice that I can give you right now? And because I have had candida for like 15 odd years, for me, I have to make choices that is going to leave my belly feeling like it's functioning, that it can work. And for me, that just feels normal. If I need to have something or make a mistake, like for me, it's brown rice is a mistake. So if I go and have brown rice, good heavens, I feel it. I can feel my belly almost dropping on my knees and the pain that I get down the sides and underneath my stomach is unbearable. So I know. You know, so it's really what's the most loving choice and there are experiments that I have to do to to make sure that I'm giving myself the most loving choice. But it's holding myself accountable for loving my belly well and loving my thighs well because I know for me it's inflammation. So what can I choose that's going to love me well so that then I can do a five kilometer run or a 10 kilometer run, or I can stand on stage for 10 days or five days or whatever it's going to be and be a no brainer without having to feel like I'm struggling. 
So I'm incredibly grateful to the HCG protocol for not only showing me what I looked like when I'd lost 10 kilos, because I actually got to take pictures of myself and what I looked like having, you know, lost these 10 kilos and being 59 kilos, which was just awesome. Um, when you're short, you know, you really don't, I, I couldn't carry too much extra, but I got to see what I looked like at that weight. And at the same time, it gave me the ability to fall in love with myself and to establish a love affair with myself. It's so powerful. Yeah, it is. And it is education. That's what it is. is You've got to be educated in order to... Karen's just getting the tissues. (laughs) (laughs) I just brought a tear to my eye. We're all all standing here a little bit um, quieter than we normally are. It's bigger than a protocol. It's bigger than a... Tissue anybody? Yeah. (laughs) Please. (laughs) It is. It's it's bigger than... It's not a diet. And that's why we've not called it a diet. We've called it a protocol. And if you want to know more information about this, you can go to changinghabits.com.au and there's a whole link on the HCG uh, protocol or the four-phase fat elimination protocol. We also, I also have done an audio, an hour and 15-minute audio. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's just, brilliant. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Mm. It yeah. is. It's awesome, Cindy. I think that it's it's so... It's so inspiring. Mm. It, oh, it really is. And it's so educational. It's, you feel like you're going into something with your eyes open, fully equipped yep. and completely safe. It's amazing. Oh, good. Well, they, you guys can go to that and listen to that. That's, that's free. Uh, we also have a, uh, put on about the first 30 pages of the book. So you can read the first 30 pages and go in, as Karen said, with your eyes wide open. We also, you can go to 28. Yeah, and there's actually an audio on there I've just put on there. Dr. Cheryl Salmon interviewed me asking why did I create these products? And and she was really good. It was like you, very helpful and understanding and excited that we have another part of self-care that we can actually address whilst on this protocol. So, yeah, 28.com, the word 20, the number 8.com. And when you do this protocol, you'll find that your whole world changes, not not just your physical body, but you, as you've heard from us today, everything starts to change. But a, a word of warning, and the word of warning is this, is if you are not prepared to change what you are doing right now, then don't do this protocol. Mm. Because it will tell you you have to do this for, you, for the love of your own body. You, you have to do it. That's number one. And number two, be very prepared and very organised. Because it, if you're not organised, it can be easy to just go, oh, I'm hungry, where can I go to, to get this food? So number one, be prepared and organised. Number two, be prepared to change the rest of your life. Mm. And I think that that's a gift. Mm. I think it's a gift that you decide to give to yourself. And that's certainly been um, everybody that I know and everybody in my family and everybody that's in my um, circle of friends that's done it. It's a gift you give yourself. And from a mindset perspective, a person's got to be ready for that gift that they give themselves. Because I think you actually said, Kim, once that, um, you know, we can look in the mirror and see ourselves slim and gorgeous from an external perspective, but internally there's still the battle psychologically that I'm not worthy of this 
And that's exactly why we sabotage it. Absolutely. Because mentally we want to look like the after photo mm. and we and we work our butts off and we do the HCG or we'll do some protocol that gets us to that level. And unfortunately what happens is we then sabotage it afterwards because we're not in the present with it. You're not actually sitting in the present moment with it and realizing this is a lifestyle. Mm. It's not a protocol. yet. And this is what I'd love to say about the, your program, Cindy, is I think sometimes we actually need a step-by-step guide and it's, you know, we could give you a whole lot of information and you'd all go away and you go, oh God, where do I start? And that's why I believe in protocols and programs. And this one in particular is very powerful. And I really want to congratulate you on, on the research you've done and on the information you've gathered and how clear and easy you've made it for those of us that were also questioning it, but also not really sure where to start and how to do it. So thank you, sweetheart. Absolutely. I now want to officially call you my BFFs. <laughs> my bloody fabulous friends. that? <laughs> On that note, we'll sign off. Thank you so much for listening to Up For A Chat with us three girls tonight. We've had an absolute ball with you. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.